Tennessee does exactly what it was supposed to do on Saturday. You beat the crap out of UConn, a bad football team, and you look good doing it. Some quick thoughts, some post-game antics, and what this means moving forward. You got a big one next week. That's your postcast, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good Saturday evening, everybody. Welcome into it. This is Locked On Balls, your team every single day, a postcast edition as Tennessee. We recap, we give some quick thoughts on the Volunteers' 59-3 win over UConn. Um, I'm Eric Kane, your host. Appreciate you for being here. If you haven't already and you're watching, please subscribe to Locked On Balls on the YouTube channel. We need to get to 10,000 by the end of the season, so I appreciate you guys for uh, already subscribing and for going ahead and doing that. We're about 500 away. Uh, Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll do two segments. Um, Some quick thoughts, my instant takeaways from Tennessee's win, and uh, what's this mean moving forward, and of course, what Jim Mora had to say following this uh, the loss at Neyland Stadium. First and foremost, quick thoughts, Tennessee 59-3. Again, this is exactly what you were supposed to happen. We talked about keys going to the game. Get in, get out, take care of business, stay healthy. And for the most part, Tennessee did that. Tennessee got in. Um, you know, 200 yards of offense uh, in the first half for UConn. The pass defense wasn't wasn't fantastic, of course. Uh, but overall in that game, if you had 200 yards of total offense in the first half, you finish with 256 yards of total offense uh, in the football game. So I'm not going to criticize the defense too much here. You didn't give up a touchdown, okay? This is a bad football team. Was it perfect, picture perfect? Absolutely not. It never is. And we're going to find you know reasons to nitpick regardless because as fans and as media members, that's what we do. But you know, hats off to the defense, and we'll get to those explosive plays on offense and the touchdowns on defense here in a moment. But at the end of the day, Tennessee doesn't allow a touchdown. Tennessee scores 50 points, 50 plus points for the first time this season. You looked like a dominant football team. And it was an all-around football win. You know, your offense was good, your defense was incredible. This is what it was supposed to look like. So, you know, we'll I'm kind of, you know, I don't like to make notes and kind of a rundown of our postcast. I like to just kind of, you know, whatever's on my mind. Uh, very raw, you know, uh, very raw uh, emotions following, uh, you know, the winner loss for Tennessee. Well, Tennessee came out and started this game the, the way it needed to. I mean, Jalen Wright, goodness gracious, had a had a rush of like two yards and then boom, 83 yards to the house. He's already at 85 yards. Uh, following just the first couple of games, first couple of snaps in this football game, uh, he was he was really good. He was incredible in this game. Thought Joe Milton was so good as he continues just to be super accurate with the football. There was one throw on third down where it was not a good decision to throw, and it was a bad throw, and that was in the first half. Really, that's the only throw that kind of sticks out to me in terms of one that was just bad. I mean, he goes 11-14 the second consecutive week where he's misfired on only three passes. 11-14, 254, didn't even play the second half, had two touchdowns, one to a wide open, a wide open Ormel Keaton, which was um, you know really, really good to see. And then, of course, one to Squirrel White, and where he just let him go and make a play. So Joe Milton for the third straight game. And again, I know competition, it is what it is. But Joe Milton for the third straight game. Accurate with the football, super efficient, looking like a playmaker. Jalen Wright's a stud. He went over 2,000 yards, or he went over 2,100 yards uh, in his career uh, in this football game. And of course, went over 100 yards for, I want to say, the fifth time this season. I don't know, I'll have to go and look. But um, 
Tennessee ran the ball for 278 yards again. And this is not just because it's UConn. Tennessee's ran for 200-plus against Texas A&M, against South Carolina, against Kentucky, against UConn, against Virginia. I mean, Tennessee is a good rushing football team, and you saw it here again today. But I liked what I saw from Joe Milton. Love what I saw from Jalen Wright. And then I love what I saw from the defense. Gave Judy Lawley. What a brilliant tackle, strip, and Tyler Barron scoops and scores 24 yards, getting Tennessee on the board again uh, before the half. You come out in the second half, and Jalen McCullough on the second play of scrimmage uh, from for UConn in the second half, he steps in front of a pass and goes 50 yards for a pick six. Um, Aaron Beasley follows with a pick six, the first time ever in the modern-day history for Tennessee since stats were kept back in 1949. The first time ever Tennessee has scored three defensive touchdowns in a football game. Tennessee made history. I don't care how bad the opponent is to go and create those turnovers and then cash in with a defensive score on that play. Just incredible. I don't care who you are. Jeff Foxworthy. I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. It's that Larry the Cable guy. I can't remember which one. Uh, Dialed it back to my childhood here. But that's history for Tennessee. And job well done. The first time in modern program history ever that Tennessee has scored three defensive touchdowns. The first time since 2013 when Cam Sutton and uh, Justin Coleman did it. The first time Tennessee had two pick sixes. That's only the eighth time in program history that that's ever happened in the same game. Tennessee's defense came to play. Only one sack on the day, but 13 TFLs. I thought Tennessee's defense in the second half, when you throw back-to-back pick sixes, I mean, you know, Tennessee fans, you know, we know from that Kentucky game back in 2020 with JG, it's very demoralizing, and there's not really anywhere to go from there. So um, defense, great game. Offense, super efficient. Um, there's just a lot, a lot to like from this football game. Really, really a lot to like from this football game. And, um, and this is, again, this is what you need. You didn't have a, a couple guys dressed out, but a couple guys got maintenance stage. Jabari Small was dressed out. He was there around if needed. He didn't play. Uh, Omari Thomas, same way. He was dressed out. He had the pads on and everything. Didn't play. John Campbell dressed out there. Didn't play. Those guys were used in emergency situations. Obviously, it never came to that. But I thought that was really critical in a game like this to where you could afford to do just that. Um, but Tennessee got in, looked good, handled business, and got out. And then you turned it over to some young guys. You turned it over to some young guys. And uh, Nico Iamaliava is where the conversation starts. Tennessee goes and gets back-to-back pick sixes to begin the second half. And so, you know, Nico, it kind of felt like a little while before he got in there. But he finally got in there, and he looked so good. Again, there's no quarterback controversy. Joe Milton's a quarterback. Joe Milton's playing well. And as a Tennessee fan, you should be excited. But you should also be excited about the future, man. Nico is going to be so good. Love his pocket presence. You can tell that he was coached the right way. He had somebody telling him how to play quarterback. Um, He steps up, sidesteps. His pocket awareness, his pocket presence is really, really good. And he's able to extend plays and make plays on the run. Plus, his throws really, really accurate. He played two series, and Nico ran the offense going 5 of 9, 86 yards, and a touchdown. He was awesome, and I, I wanted to see more and more of him. And this is kind of a bigger issue, and I'll lead off the second segment with this. Should Nico have played more in this football game? Again, we're nitpicking here. Tennessee wins 59-3. to It's what we do. But should have, should Nico Iamaliava played a whole lot more in this football game? I think so. Again, but I'll tell you, I'll I'll show you both sides of the coin here in just a moment because I think it's important, and I understand why uh, he didn't. So that's coming up next right here on Locked On Balls. Do you want to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks? Price Picks is the biggest daily fantasy sports 
uh, platform out there. And they do a really, really good job. And I've had so much fun winning 25 times my money back this football season with price picks. Again, um, all you have to do is you pick two to six players. And price picks is going to have a stat projection out there. You're going to click more than or less than whatever that stat projection is. You hit on all those players. And again, you can win 25 times your money back this football season. Plus, with basketball season here, you can now pick up combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo players that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For an example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, a 10 and 10.5 combo of a three pointers made plus receptions. And you want to play alongside some of the price picks, favorite players like rapper, Meek Mill comedian, Andrew Schultz. You can now find the community plays under the promos tab while they app to view the entries from some of the biggest names in the price pick community each and every week each and every week. So go to pricepicks.com today and you're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you put in the promo code locked on college. That might be the most important thing. Locked on college, you're going to get an instant deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. pricepicks.com, go check it out. You'll get 25 times your money back at pricepicks.com this football season. I want to say about our friends over at Game Time as well. Game Time is the best last minute all-in prices place to go and buy your tickets because you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event whether that's sporting event comedy theater concerts whatever the case is at the food city center at thompson bowling arena or maybe at the tennessee theater or the the bijou or you know whatever the case may be here in knoxville and of course surrounding areas in east tennessee wherever Game Time can help you buy those tickets to your next event. You can see the Z. You can see a view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, all-in prices, they show your total up front, so you know what you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. We all hate those hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, welcome back into your postcast edition of Locked On Vols. Tennessee, a 59-3 winner over UConn is what it was. Not a whole lot of juice coming into the football game. You hope Tennessee got in, took care of business, got out, stayed injury-free. And for the most part, I think Tennessee accomplished that. Looked really, really good doing it. Um, still, there's some things we can react to from this football game. I mean, in the second half, it was nothing but a scrimmage, right? Um, there were some things in the first half that you like to clean up. I mean, there's things you want to clean up overall. But by the end of the game, by the second half, I mean, it straight was a scrimmage. Now... Um, I do want to go back to what we were talking about right before the break, and that is Nico. I tweeted, <laughs> we're sitting in the press box, and Tennessee's huddled up on the offensive side, and somebody around me makes the joke, all right, Nico, that's good. Time to put in gas and more. And somebody says, man, wouldn't that be something? And I'm looking through my binoculars in the, uh, in the press box, and I said, well, boys, that's exactly what's going to happen. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I mean, the point in time, it was like, what, 42 to 3, whatever it was. I could not believe it. You are getting a blowout at home. You've already missed opportunities to get Nico reps in Austin P game and UTSA. Tennessee, I mean, Nico really hadn't run the offense since the Virginia game, the season opener. And it's a blowout. You got plenty of time left, and you're not going to use every single snap to try to get him some live looks and everything. I mean, I was beside myself. I couldn't believe that. I really couldn't believe that. Having said that, okay, having said that, 
at that point in the ball game, Tennessee kind of had a makeshift offensive lineman line in there. You had Cooper May still at center. You had Addison Nichols at left guard, Jeremiah Crawford at left tackle, Spragans at right guard, and you had Dane Davis at right tackle. So a solid offensive line, and that's good. I didn't want him to go out there and, and, and be behind the twos and the threes. Um, you, you know, you had, I think Dylan Sampson was his tailback. I think um, Keaton was out there, but I think also D. Williams was out there, and that was good to see him on offense. I think maybe um, Chaz Nimrod was out there. I mean, it was kind of a mix and match, which is fun. That's what we talked about all week long. And so at the point in time where Nico came out for his second series, you did a straight line change. I mean, you couldn't continue to play Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans and some of those guys because, again, you couldn't afford to, for them to turn an ankle or whatever in this blowout game. And so you did have that straight line change when you had Parker Ball come in and and the straight the, the, the you know at center and then and then some of those other guys and the, the twos and, and guards and tackles and all that Brian Granite left tackle and all that. And, and it's good to get those guys work because I mean they're 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 a great part of this team and um you know they they're there every single day and work and all that stuff, but you don't want to get the chance to take you you don't want to have a chance where Nico could get hurt as well. So I get it from that perspective. Also, you have two other quarterbacks on this roster that deserve to play in a game like this. Gasson Moore, Navy Shuler, and I'm glad both of them got to play um, because they're there every single day. They work every single day. They're giving this defense great looks on scout teams every single day. Gasson Moore might be your backup quarterback next year, depending on how quickly Jake Merklinger gets into things. So I'm glad they got to play. I just sit here at the end of the day, and I see it's 59-3, to and Nico got two series. It just kills me. I, it just kills me. Again, I get both sides of the coin. It's why I'm not a coach. I'm very indecisive. I get both sides of the coin. But, man, I would have loved to see Nico out there for another series or two. I would. Again, I'm glad that Navy got a series. I'm glad that Gasson got a couple of series because they deserve it. But I just cannot believe in a 59-3 to game, Nico only got two series. That's the only criticism I'll have from this football game, really, in terms of a coaching thing. Um, and he has reasons behind it, and I understand it. I get it. I'm just saying... I, that's hard for me to grasp right there that that's all the work you can get Nico in, but he looked good. He did. And it was a blowout win. Tennessee got all Tennessee got four quarterbacks in Tennessee looked good doing it. We'll continue to go over stats, scoring plays, uh, notes from my rewatch, all that coming up on Monday's lockdown balls. But I, I do want to end this postcast by commenting on Jim Moore jr. Got a lot of respect for Jim Moore jr. He's a football veteran. He's been a head coach of a couple of franchises in the national football league. We know who his father is. Of course, he's been a longtime veteran coach of the college game. Um, was like 50 and 31 as UCLA's head coach for six or seven years, whatever the case may be. But there were some scuffles. There was a little bit of a scuffle before the game. Not really, but you know, you had guys out there walking around and you know, kickers out there kicking shorts and t-shirts and guys with their beats by Dre's on and kind of what and that's fine. That's what that's what happens a couple hours before kickoff. But there's a 50-yard line here. One team stays on this side, the other team stays on that side. It's not rocket science. And to my understanding, some of UConn players and coaching staff and everything were coming over on Tennessee side. And Josh Hopple, I mean, there's video of it. Paige Wauer, WVLT, had video of it. He said, hey, get over there. Get off our side. And, and, and Jim Moore and UConn was kind of taking exception to that. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, I heard, again, I didn't hear personally, but from people down there on the field before the game saying that Jim Moore was like just spouting off, like I've been in football too long to, to tell me where I can and can't go. Well, that's true, buddy. Here's the thing. You're at Neyland Stadium. You're not at the home of the Huskies or whatever the hell stadium your name is. Okay? You don't get to dictate where your team goes. All right? I mean, that's football 101. I mean, a lot of people listen to this show right now playing high school football. 
Some of us play college football. I mean, it's football 101. When you're on the road, you don't get to dictate where you go. And, and the fact of the matter is, there's a 50-yard line. You stay on your side. And then we saw the post game, you know, little, little, little drive-bys, what we call it and whatnot. And, and, you know, Josh Hopple, you can see on video, might have turned back around and smiled a little bit, whatever. He's a competitor. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. But you got Jim Mora after the game in his post-game press conference. And you got Jim Mora saying this, quote, let's see here. The only thing I can say is it was a tough game. I'm proud of our guys for the class they showed on that football field before, during, and after the game. I mean, that's a shot at Tennessee. Are you mad that Tennessee was driving the length of the field? By the way, didn't score on that last drive when they were at the 10-yard line. Didn't score on that last drive. They could have took a couple of shots to the end zone, but didn't. But you are you mad that Nico came in and threw a touchdown and looked good? Are you mad that Cam Selden came in and ran the football well? Are you mad that you know all these guys came in and were, were getting work running the offense? When it was a 59 to three eventual defeat, you shouldn't be. Why? Because they're second and third and fourth stringers. They deserve to come in here and run the offense. They're working their tails off. They should get the opportunity to come in and shine. And if you had Joe Milton in there playing in the second half, who mind you didn't play a snap in the second half. If you had Joe Milton in there playing into the third or the fourth quarter and you were doing that, okay, maybe there's something there, but you have backups coming in and you're running the offense and you're getting. Mr. Football guy that's been around the game for so long, you, you don't mean to tell me you've never been in the opposite position where you want to get your guys some work or you've never had this happen before? I mean, get a clue. Get a clue, Jim Mora. I mean, I just thought that was incredibly embarrassing. After your team gets embarrassed, it is what it is. You're not a good football team. Homecoming game, it just it is what it is. But your team gets embarrassed, and they're going to embarrass yourself by having those post-game comments and your actions You know, pr you know, previously, you know, but before the game started. Thought it was kind of funny. Jim Moore creating some drama. Whatever. Tennessee 7-2. and two. Josh Hopple really doesn't care. Glad this week's over. And you can move on. That Missouri game is going to be tough. Brady Cook is a good, good quarterback. Missouri's a good football team. They gave George all they could handle. Yeah, I just I mean, at the time of this recording, I just sit here and watched the final seconds tick off and then and then I started recording. Man, that's, that's a good football team. It's going to be a challenge. Of course, we'll break down, we'll preview every single angle of Tennessee at Missouri. But Tennessee 7-2. Tennessee goes back on the road. A good football team about to play a really good football team as well. Tennessee does what it needs to do. 59 to three, a school record three defensive touchdowns, a 24 yard scoop and score from Tyler Barron coming off the force fumble from Gabe Judy Lolly. A, what is it? A uh, 30 yard pick six from Jalen McCullough and a 39 yard pick six from Aaron Beasley. You had a Romel Keaton wide open reception. 60 yards, you had a 82-yard run by Jalen Wright. You had an 83-yard reception for a touchdown by Squirrel White. The explosive plays were all over the field. Good to see. Tennessee did what it was supposed to do. It was the bully, got another win, and now you get back into actual games in the SEC calendar and you go to Mizzou. Uh, I'm Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for being here, for watching, for listening to this edition of the postcast. Locked on Vols. Again, we'll come back Monday. We will uh, look back at the uh, some uh, rewatch notes. I'll make notes from the rewatch. Uh, we'll hear scoring plays courtesy of the Ball Radio Network, and there's a lot of them. And uh, we'll take a look at the stat sheets, and I'll hand out my Caner grades. All that coming up on a Monday Lockdown Balls. Guys and gals, appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your football weekend, everybody.